I am brimming with confusion, with raging storms struggling to receive some answers. Hatred. The single word is the answer to all my questions. Why? Why do people hate? Why do they despise me for being me? I thought we were all humans. I thought we were all equal. I moved to the U.S. and there I heard, thanks for 9-11. I heard, go back to Muslim. There, I was labeled by politicians as a terrorist, as an enemy of the country. There, I still felt the judgment etched into my back. I was mocked. There, I was still looked at differently. There, my hijab was glared at with fear. Fear. It's the answer. People fear me, my religion, my culture. ISIS kills us because they fear us, right? But I've seen fear transform into hideous, cruel hatred. Why? I thought America will fix everything. Why? Why does this hatred exist? In all the worlds within our world, hatred still exists. Humans are thousands of years old, but hatred still exists. Why? Why do people hate? This is a poem I wrote about a year ago expressing my utter confusion at the concept of discrimination and hatred. The question of hate is a question that has been plaguing me for the majority of my life. I have had many experiences with ignorance and racism, and each time they have let me not with sadness or anger, but simply with confusion. Why? Why would someone feel the urge to come and verbally or physically attack and even kill a complete stranger, someone who has never harmed them in any way? Why do they feel this hatred towards others when they have done nothing wrong? The answer seems to be fear and prejudice as they are the root causes of almost all human conflicts. We have discussed this topic in class before, but in this podcast, I will provide you with a more in-depth view into discrimination and even more reasons to attempt to explain this complex and some might say unanswerable question regarding hatred. The poem presented in the beginning was read to various students and teachers from Curtis High School, and they all had various responses. I was curious to attempt to understand other people's explanations for why people hate. Some people outright said they do not know and do not have a clue. Others said it is not up to them to ask these difficult questions and that discrimination is a permanent part of our culture. But mostly, people said that it was fear and ignorance that were the driving forces behind discrimination. To begin to answer this complex question, I must review with you three important terms that we learned in class and that are present throughout my research in the making of this podcast. First, prejudice is a preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience, but rather on stereotypes, which are generalized beliefs about specific groups of people. While discrimination is an unjustifiable negative behavior towards a group and its members. These three ideas are the driving forces behind racism and all other types of hatred and mistreatment directed towards a single group of people.
An important question to think about when contemplating discrimination is whether or not it is an uninherent part of us. And the answer that people have believed for a long time is yes. People believed it was inherent because of a 2017 study from China that found that infants as young as nine months old show preference for people with skin tones that resemble their own. So this must mean that we are born racist and we cannot help it, right? Well, no. A new, much larger study offers more hope for, for those of us who refuse to accept discrimination as unchangeable. It reports American five- and six-year-olds largely reject the belief that an individual's personality and abilities are determined by one's skin's color. This study emphasizes that bigotry is an unacquired taste. So, yay. We do have some hope to avoid being racist because, as proven, racism is not an inherent part of us. We learn from the media, our parents, our friends, and our own experiences to discriminate and overgeneralize our thoughts over other groups of people. Additionally, the evolutionary perspective in psychology explains that it is human nature to categorize people and to assume that the people they put in categories are all the same, and that sizing up other individuals as allies or adversaries has always been a human priority. In the prehistoric world in which we evolved, it was fairly rare to encounter a person whom you or one of your relatives did not know personally. When such an event occurred, an advantage occurred to those who were cautious and suspicious around strangers, and who quickly and decisively sized up who this stranger was in relation to themselves. So, evolutionarily speaking, it is advantageous to be suspicious of strangers. But still, the evolutionary perspective does not explain the animosity and the desire to attack others verbally or physically. It does not explain why in 1915 the Turkish government and people committed genocide against 1.5 million Armenians, nor does it explain why in 1933 more than 6 million Jews were murdered during the Second World War, and in 1991 more than 100,000 Bosnian people were murdered by the Serbs. And why is it that today in China more than 1 million Muslims are rounded up and sent to concentration camps? The answer that I, ha- I have come to through my research is ignorance. Ignorance is what causes these various acts of aggression. It is because people felt threatened with what they couldn't understand, so they chose aggression and mass murder instead. They are too lazy to attempt to understand other humans, and the easiest option is to simply let themselves be manipulated and turned into political weapons of hatred. It is already natural for humans to assume that their group is superior to others, as is explained by the in-group bias. So when someone already thinks that their group is superior and is presented with stereotypes that fit into their prejudice, it is easier for them to assume that the false information is true and to discriminate based upon it. Additionally, most genocide and institutionalized discrimination are implemented by playing into people's insecurities and fears, which are created by their ignorance and leads them to use other minorities as scapegoats. All in all, you as a listener who wants to avoid prejudice with all of its types, including implicit prejudice, should constantly be aware of your lack of knowledge. You may ask, how do I change my biases if I'm not even aware of them? And the answer is that the first step to change is recognizing your bias. Assume that you have these biases if you're an average American. 
According to psychologist John Davidio, having biases is an ongoing battle because you can't really get rid of these. They're like having habits of mind that you've grown up with. And so you just have to work at being always alert, always conscious, and always receptive to the possibility that we might be biased. You should always seek to learn more about those who are different from you. Do not be afraid to talk and look up information about a certain group of people. Travel, learn a language, interact with people that are completely different from you. Do not shy away from differences. The only way to overcome our natural tendency to be suspicious and fearful is by exposure. And most importantly of all, be wary of people who spread stereotypes, even as a joke, and those who use hate speech, including politicians. They will use your insecurities against you, so be aware of your insecurities and start fixing them before you unknowingly become a fearful human who clutches their bag when a person of color walks by or crosses the street when they see a Muslim coming towards them. Self-reflection and exposure, as well as constant learning, are of the essence, and it might be easier to simply let your friends tell a racist joke, but do not give in to your laziness because this racist joke perpetuates the cycle of implicit prejudice. Today after class, try to reach out to someone who is different, or if that's too much for you, try to learn one thing about other cultures that interest you. And remember, exposure is key to ending discrimination. Humans have much more similarities than differences, so celebrate and learn about the differences and focus on the similarities that bring us together. Salam. Oh, thank you.